When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. A couple of texts that have come through on the 40 Winks Temper text, 0433981116. One here, agreeing with the Prime Minister. Yeah, a little sideswipe by the Prime Minister of either the Giants or the Gold Coast, or maybe even both, suggesting that Tassie should have got a team before they expanded in those particular markets. Uh, one here from George from Namurka. I agree with the PM. AFL should have started a team in Tassie before a second team in New South Wales and Queensland. Massive mistake, and it uh, sounds like the PM might be uh, on the same wavelengths as well. Um, in 10 years, why not have a 20th team, AFL team located in the Territory, uh, the Northern Territory Crocs in green and white kit, bring it on. That's from Dean. Yeah, we've discussed that a bit on this program. I think the end game is 20 teams to me. I think that's where it is, and hopefully... Um, It'll happen. George in Sydney, welcome to you. George, you got a thought on the Tassie team? Welcome to you. I think you're with us, George. You there? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, far away. George, great to have you on. Yeah. Thanks, Dwayne. Happy New Year. And, uh, and to you. Nice supporter here. Uh, you know, celebrating a great year. Still in therapy based on that day in September, but we'll move, we'll move on eventually. <laughs> but I wanted to talk about the Tassie team. Strong advocate for it. I love the fact that our Labor Prime Minister... Is a strong supporter of the state government, the state opposition, the Labor state opposition are strong detractors. So there's a little bit of conflict there, which is interesting. But what people fail to see that this precinct is not only going to be the sport, Mona are going to run their very successful winter dark mofo. They're going to run Festival of the Voices. There's going to be so much activation in the Hobart CBD that they've never seen. So it's disappointing that you've got detractors, but you're always going to have detractors. And even the detractors, are quietly thinking, this is starting to make sense, but we can't change our rhetoric now. We can't change our position. My only criticism and concern of the current state government proposal is 23,000 seats is not enough. Hobart's growing. Population of nearly 650,000 in the state in the next 9 to 10 years. They need to get it to 30,000, or at least have the capacity to be able to reconfigure it to 30,000. So that's my only criticism of concern, that the capacity is not enough. So I'm hoping that the plan is still flexible, that they can expand the, uh, the footprint or the capacity for that. But it's really exciting. They'll eventually have rail there as well. It's going to be a very activated precinct. Well done to the uh, Liberal state government in Tassie and the Prime Minister, who's doing a great job. Good on you, George. I've been to Dark Mofo a couple of years ago. It is a great festival, and you're right. I've been to Mona as well, and uh, it is—it's a sight to behold if you haven't seen Mona. So, yeah, activating that whole area—it—it just—it's a no-brainer. And put a stadium in there with a roof that, yeah, thirty thousand sounds like a no-brainer. Uh, Mike in Launceston's on the line. Mark Bickley's also on the line. I want to have a chat to Bick, so we'll get to you, Mike, as well. Mark, uh, great to have you on the line, and welcome back to SEN Breakfast. It's going to be nice to have you there. Former Crow coach, two-time Premiership star. And it's going to be a nice addition, even though we lose Kane Corns. Welcome to you, Mark. Yeah, welcome to you. Uh, Dwayne, it's great to catch up again. 
It is good, and I, I'm pretty excited about this season that's not far away from starting. I, I'm interested in your thoughts on a few of the teams outside of SA, what you think we're going to get. Well, it's been a mention from that previous caller on Sydney. You know how hard it is for a team to get back to the grand final after they've been belted in one. What do you think is going to happen at the top end of the ladder? Yeah, look, it's going to be really interesting because you mentioned those teams that do have a bad loss. And more recently, you think of GWS, who didn't really recover. Adelaide from 2017, haven't played finals since. And I heard you yesterday mentioning uh, Port Adelaide, who, of course, in 2007 uh, got a, a hiding and, and took them five years, I think, to, to recover from that as well. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what that looks like for Sydney. The other thing I will caveat I will put on it is there's a lot of young players. I think Sydney had, I think, something like seven players under 22 that, that played in that game. So... So maybe uh, there's still a bit of growth in those young players and, and maybe they can recover perhaps a bit quickly or more quickly than a side that, that may have a lot of players in their, you know, the twilight of their career who are thinking maybe that was the last chance I'm, I'm ever going to get to uh, to win a flag. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how Sydney go and, and also Brisbane, I think, will improve, you know, their list with the number one draft pick, of course, Ashcroft. They bring in... Uh, Gunston and Dunkley, and Dunkley's a type of player they haven't really had in their sort of on-ball unit, so, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if, if they push really strongly to take that next step and play in a grand final. Yeah, I agree with you on all of that. You were one of the great leaders of AFL. Mark, what do you think, how important is a great leader? We're talking about a number of clubs needing a new captain, Essendon, Geelong, North, uh, Hawthorne, um, Fremantle might be thinking about it, Brisbane might be thinking about it, Adelaide's probably thinking about it, Collingwood need yeah. one. Yeah, look, I think it's immensely important. Um, I think you're probably sort of overstating my influence. I think um, players like Joel Selwood, I think, in more recent times, and we saw what he was able to do and, and the way he set the tone in, in last year's grand final. And um, yeah, So I think that'll be, that'll be an interesting one, the way Geelong go, because I had a little look at their, their list and, and, you know, Probably it's too late for players like, you know, Danger and Hawkins and Duncan and some of those players who could quite easily step into that role there. You know, some of them are, you know, 32 right up to 35, Tom Hawkins. So I think they'll probably go with someone just a little bit younger, most likely Tom Stewart, even at 29. I probably think he's got three or four years of really good footy left to play. Uh, So I think they'll probably end up sort of going that way. Um, And... Yeah, or, or it's interesting, Jeremy Cameron's another interesting person in that mix as well. He's probably just that little bit younger than some of those other players I mentioned. And, you know, I think has the ability. He's got a bit of an edge about him that, that I think, you know, leaders need. And, and it'd just be interesting to see whether he gets any sort of increased responsibility uh, in the coming years. Any, what are your thoughts on co-captains? Do you like it? Uh, could it suit an Essendon? Could it suit a Collingwood post-Pendlebury? Um, yeah, I'm... I tend to be a bit of a traditionalist, so I think that the one skipper works. But, you know, that's that's just a pure opinion. And there are instances, you know, you look at, um, you know, Sydney last year ran with three, you know, Mills, Parker, Rampy. And maybe there's there's an argument for that in that sort of transition period. And you think it, you know, Mills is probably ready now to, to step up and do that on his own. I think that uh, Luke Parker and Dane Rampy are probably you know, selfless enough to say, you know what, I can just still be a leader and don't need to have that captaincy title alongside of it. So I think there's there's a time and a place for it. But, you know, you look at GWS, they have Canelio, Green and Kelly. They're all three guys who are all about a similar age. I just wonder whether, 
you you just pick one, you back one in, and and um, and you go with that. So there tend to be just one. It's interesting with when I look at Collingwood, um, I think it's probably you know I, you know still side bottom and Jeremy Howe both capable, but both towards the twilight of their careers. So I'm wondering whether it's a Taylor Adams or a, a Jack Crisp or someone that you know like I say late twenties rather than early thirties they might go with. So. I'm not sure what, what that looks like. Probably not as close to Collingwood as others. And one pre-season game enough? Do you, do you think we've found the right mix? It looks like we're only getting one competitive hit-out versus another club and, you know, internal trials organised outside of that? Yeah, look, that's fine by me. Would, wouldn't bother me if we had none, <laughs> to be mm. quite fair. Um, you know, we see that in, in other sports and I actually think it sort of adds a little bit to the uh, to the intrigue, you know. I'm, Really keen to see what happens with Adelaide this year, Port Adelaide, uh, you know, Brisbane with that new lineup we talked about, Fremantle, will they continue to improve? So there's so many stories this year um, around, you know, even Geelong. Geelong look to have added to their list. What will they do? Will they still have that motivation and hunger with those sort of, that, that group of older players that they have? So, you know, the fact coming in sight unseen doesn't bother me at all. And, you know, one game, uh, I, I think probably. I mean, it makes a little bit of sense if you want to have a bit of a hit out. But like I said, if you if we ever get to a stage where we're looking to to change the season to make it a bit more even, a bit fairer, and we're, we're looking to you know add a couple of uh, weeks to the to the actual season, I wouldn't mind if we got rid of all practice matches and just said, you know what, it's a long season. Manage your players and get yourself organised for round one, and let's just see how it unfolds. Yeah, I don't mind that either in some respects, but I do like broadcasting a pre-season game. But uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the fun of it for me. Hey, uh, Bix, great to have you on. Don't forget, we need a headline a day out of SEN Breakfast in SA, so make sure you deliver on that. Yeah, look, I'm not sure I'm in the cane corns mould, but uh, we'll see what we can do. <laughs> <laughs> the great Mark Bickley on SEN Breakfast this year, two-time Premiership star, former Crow coach, and great to have him on board. We'll catch you soon, Bix. A break. You're with Dwayne's